We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. So how do businesses and creators like us who did not cheat with hacks and tactics and don't want to be stuck in the content wheel of death, how do we build a modern media team and profit from our content? These creators' economy pre-filled templates and content calendars have become the solution for those that are not willing to put in the work and build a real business. Those that get rewarded are the ones that create and control their own process. That is right. Content can be a distraction or your biggest lever. Here, you learn to develop the systems to create consistently, build trust with your audience, and get the attention of those that are willing to give you money. Go to contentsprofit.com, get started today, and become part of the community. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Be part of the Content is Profit family. We can't wait to have you in there. Today, tell me, we have an incredible guest, and we're going to be talking all tell about me. the one call sell lessons from the world's number one authority on trust based selling. Woo! I, I, I think people are excited about this. I, I am know. excited about this. Are you excited about this? I am extremely excited about this. I, I, I have a few personal sales <laughs> stories, oh, you yeah. know, that are that are. They, I need to definitely reshape my, my whole selling path. I know. This is gonna we'll be so we'll good. dive into Before those. Before we dive into that, Fonsi, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed we do. Thank you so much for asking. Today's You're sponsor welcome. is your own, The Biz Bros. Let's go. Yes, we sponsor our own podcast with content momentum. That's right. If you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you need help with the multi-purposing, you need a plug-and-play team, we're here for you. Just make sure you send us a message at BizBrosco on Facebook, on Instagram. Let's go. And guys, do us a favor and go ahead and follow the show because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these incredible, valuable conversations are dropping directly to your phone so you can actually go ahead and take action and create momentum, revenue, your life. The one that you want is right there at the palm of your hands. So go ahead and follow the show and on social media at Biz Rosco. That was good. That was good. Absolutely. Was that good? Was it? Yeah. Okay. And if today's good. guest help you take one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode because you might be doing the same exact thing for somebody else. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you. Legend alert. That's right. Today's guest is an incredible author and entrepreneur that could be considered as royalty in the world of sales. If you dread the feeling or even the thought of rejection, then this is the conversation for you. That is right. Today's guest is the world's number one authority when it comes to trust-based selling. He will help you break through your fears of selling and tap into your true authenticity. I have the feeling that this one will go into the Content is Profit Hall of Fame. He's also the author of the bestseller Unlock the Sales Game, Lessons from Toby, and currently working on the One Call Sale. He also hosts a live show called Stomp the Guru. I hope you are ready as we are. That's right. Without further ado, please welcome bestselling author and the world's number one authority on trust-based selling, Ari Gopper! <laughs> Welcome, Ari. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you so much. For those listening, Aris is joining us from Australia right now. It's 6 a.m. over there. So thank you so much for, you know, the commitment to your message and to sharing with the world all the lessons. 
No problem. I always do salsa dancing in the, music in the morning anyway, so it works out just fine. No that, problem. That, that's perfect. I know we all, always do salsa dancing at the end of our Friday. So, I mean, it's perfect. It's meant to be. Right, who, needs, exactly, yeah. who, who needs coffee at this point, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm actually excited to have this conversation, uh, obviously, because a lot of the people that, that tune into the show, they're in this world of, obviously, entrepreneurship, trying to build their own business, their own systems, right? Obviously, and uh, from day one, we've talked about content being that vehicle to, to facilitate the sale. But at the end of the day, sales is like this this topic that not a lot of people want to really talk about, and it's so necessary to like to building a business. So here, like that's the reason we brought you because Fancy needs it. That, <laughs> that, that's 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 the, that's the real reason. But um, why don't you share with us a little bit for those that don't know you a little bit of your story? Like how how does this start for you? Sure, sure. I'll kind of give you the backstory behind the concept of trust based selling. I've been specializing in the last 20 years, and I think the story might connect us all together here, yes. um, especially Fonzie, uh, his stories. Um, but um, <laughs> about 20 years ago, I was a sales manager in a software company, and we launched the first online website um, data collection tools called Google Analytics. Now, you've probably heard of that, I'm sure. Wow. But we launched the first uh, product uh, years ago, and I was managing 18 people. The, the big leads came across my desk, the big opportunities. And this one contact gave us a call. I got the lead. called him back. Uh, great conversation, big company, uh, there are lots of websites. If I close this one sale, it will double the revenue of the company in one transaction. That's how big it was. Ooh, wow. Big opportunity. So uh, then he agreed to a conference call and a demo to show up so we can show him our product on, on the line. So the day finally came, Friday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I'm in the conference room with my CEO. I closed door behind me. There's a big, long conference table in the middle of the table. Uh, and it's a speakerphone, the old school ones, like like Starship, uh, Star Trek's <laughs> conference call uh, yeah. uh, phones. And uh, I dial the number to call in for the conference line. He picks it up. He says, hey, Ari. I said, hey, how's it going? Good. And he says to me, let us tell you, Ari, who's with us here in the room. And I was like, oh, didn't realize there'd be someone else in the room. <laughs> Next thing I hear is, my name's Chris. I'm head, I'm CEO. I was like, oh, this is good. My name's Mike. I'm head of IT. This is even better. My name's Julian, head of global marketing. Oh, perfect. Everybody <laughs> on this call was a decision maker. Yeah. Right? They're all there at one time. It's going to happen. It's going to happen today because they're all there. Yeah. So I decided, I described who I was, uh, and I started to give a live demo over the web of their websites being collected in advance to show them all the live data in real time. Yeah. And so I'm showing this to them, clicking around, and I start hearing this noise in the phone call like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. <laughs> we love it. This is great. I can't believe it. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? How do we get going? And of course, I had all the right kinds of answers. There was there was so much chemistry on this phone call. Yeah. It was like a love fest on the phone. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm assuming no, no sweaty pits. Fonsi gets the sweaty pits all yeah, the time. He gets super narrows on yeah. those. <laughs> yeah, there's like no resistance. They yes, have all the right yeah. kinds of questions. I don't think it was like the perfect call. And I'm doing my thing. And I got the high five back here from the boss in the corner. He's ordering his next <laughs> car he wants to order with the money he's going to be making from the deal. He's in the phone in the corner of the room, the car he wants to buy. And honestly, this is such an amazing call. I was on a total high. An hour goes by. And my contact says to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Give us a call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. I said to myself, oh, thank you, God. You know, I was like so happy. So I said my goodbyes, and um, we all said goodbye. And I took my arm to the phone to hit the off button. As I'm reaching for the off button on the phone, by complete accident, now it's a divine intervention, 
my thumb hit the mute button instead of the off button. They were right next to each other, right? Really designed tightly. Yeah. And I hit the wrong button and a small click happened and they thought I hung up the phone. Mm. And that's for a second. A voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. Go where no one's ever gone in the world of sales before. <laughs> Listen, you got nothing to lose. Yeah. So I pulled my phone back. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. Oh, boy. Now, this is not a trick question, but what do you what do you expect them to have said after a call like that? What would you imagine they would have said? It's, I mean, today, like after that story, I'm like, please, <laughs> like, yes, we're, we're sending, you know, we're, we're done. This is the whole process. What's going to happen? But now my, my, my inner voice is saying something different. It, I'm, I'm scared. I'm sweating now. I'm like so nervous. Like what yeah. happened? I mean, uh, for, for the tone of the story, <laughs> how it changed, I, I'm, I'm thinking it, it didn't go as well. It wasn't what you wanted to hear, probably. Well, you, you'd expect it to be like, like you said, you know, hey, it's good. Let's go forward. Let's plan this thing. Yeah. But here's what they said, word for word. I'll never forget. It's why we're here today. What they said was this. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information oh. and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Knife mm. and heart twist. Mm. I was in a state wow. of shock. I was like snapped out of it. I hit the off button. I looked at the wall and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was professional. I was competent. I wasn't pushy. Great product. And the first big idea hit me, that was this, that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell, right? Wow. It's okay to say things like, sounds good. Send me information. Oh, we're definitely interested. Wait, wait, send us a what? A proposal without mm. having any intention of buying at all, right? Mm. Wow. And that was that was a big wake-up call. And I asked myself, why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? I'd be okay with that. And I realized that moment, here's the breakthrough, that I realized there's an invisible kind of river of pressure that flows underneath each step of your process with someone. Yeah. And if, you don't, if you're not aware of the pressure and removing it the whole time, what will happen is they'll put their guard up. They won't tell you the truth. And you'll be chased when I call ghosts your mm. entire time, chasing people, calling them back without calling back. That that became our whole shift where the concept is don't focus on the sale, but focus on trust building. Mm. Wow. So thanks for sharing that that very painful moment because I, I can relate. Mm. Like I'll, I'll share something. I, we haven't shared this on the show, by the way. Like this has been like all, all behind camera. Exclusive. Exclusive. Hold on. Exclusive. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, and it was a very similar experience, right? Like, um, we made contact, right? And we had this amazing guy on the show, right? And then we established a, a really cool relationship with him, like the other decision maker and the third decision maker. Mm. Um, and this was um, a massive network, right, uh, of, of the type of clients that we work with. And we were, I'm not going to lie, eight calls, eight different calls, right? Wow. And uh, we dove in, we did the behind the scenes tour. We, we, we talked future plans. Uh, this was going to be the, the thing that was going to allow us to grow immensely, like more than half the sales like at that point, right? Really big opportunity, right? Uh, join their community, start interacting with everyone and then complete ghosted. It was uh, after eight calls, even we had a onboarding session schedule on the calendar, ready to go. Let's like, this is gonna, this is the icebreaker project that we're going to kill and, and do amazing. 
and then that's it. And it's been what five, like four months, five months later, and and nothing, right? Nothing. Uh, we we thought about uh, what was it? Sending a little uh, casket that says uh, <laughs> your your silence is is killing it's us. Killing us. Um, yeah. But but that's it. Like it, this is why your story resonates so much, even though yours was like that one call. For us, it was eight, and it was very painful, right? Yeah. And now I'm, I'm putting like the pieces together. I feel like that's what they were going for. It's like let's get more information and then see wow. how we can do it so, cheaper, maybe. Yeah. So, so here's here's my follow up, right? Like probably a lot of people listening to this like are scared to death of a situation like that. You know, uh, luckily we 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 had some people on the pipeline. We had people that we were working with. We we had systems in place to continue, but that for us was a big a big blow i mean emotionally that was a wreck or it like it was it was challenging to go over that right and then it, it can be really challenging to get back on track good momentum good energy continue to do that so i am completely invested now like not not that i wasn't but i'm like please tell me more Ari. like how do we solve this uh because if you solve that for us you're gonna solve it for so many other people <laughs> yeah yeah look it is dehumanizing to be treated that way mm. and not be taken advantage of like that and specifically not told the truth And what I realized, we've been top of the gurus and all the old conditioning over the years that our job was to chase the sale uh, and pursue people. And, and, and there's this drug in our bodies. It's called hopium. hopium. And that hopium is we get excited <laughs> about the opportunity. We have lots of calls. We're like, oh, it's going to be workout great. We're so excited. And then they just drop off, you know. And, mm. and that's the whole change shift I've been working on for the last 20 years and help lots of people to realize that your goal from now on is not to pursue the sale. Your goal is to build enough trust with somebody where they feel comfortable opening up to you and telling you the truth. Yes. If you focus on that, what happens is people go away who aren't going to buy from you and the ones who are serious would. And that's what we'll talk about today, how to go about doing that, what's the process, the languaging to activate that real time. Absolutely. Wow. Love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, by the way, like, I'm just going to put it right here. Like, all the links, Ari's links, are going to be right below. Just scroll down and, and start clicking them as you listen to the show <laughs> because you don't want to miss on, on all the information that, that, that we're going to share. So how so how does that moment, like, obviously, you, you, were, you were working for a company, right? How does that moment shape the next 20 years? Like, what, what action did you take? You were like, this is so infuriating. Like, was it immediate that you made that move? into building what you're building now, or, or it took a, a, a little bit more of that, right? Great question. So once I got out of the shock of it, about a week later, I quit my job. Wow. And I said, this is enough. This, this is not the way people should be treated. Mm. Why can't people just tell people the truth? Why all the games? Why all the lost revenue? Why dragging so many people through the process that we are accepted as to, supposed to be normal? To me, it's abnormal. So what I realized was my mission is to get out there and help entrepreneurs, people who sell, content creators, learn how to sell with integrity and authenticity. They can be successful without sacrificing their own self in the process. And that became our whole premise behind what we call Unlock the Sales Game, which is to get out of that game of chasing ghosts and having great calls with people. And they sound good, and then you have to chase them afterwards yeah. and really get focused in on those that are a fit with you. Love Absolutely. It. Yeah, that that is so important. I'm... You know, I don't know how you dealt with that rejection, honestly. That that has been one of the biggest issues, right? And you guys shared with us a video that I, I still got to finish watch, watching. Well, watching, sorry. Language barrier once in a while. <laughs> But you were talking about eradicating the idea of rejection, right? And 
I remember the first time I was going to do like some cold calling, right? This was about five years ago. We started working with restaurants at first and we decided, okay, I'm going to just start calling restaurants here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm going to start pitching them, you know, or digital marketing services, the ones that we're doing at the moment. And I grabbed this headset with a mic and... Zero experience by the at the moment, just so you know. The only thing I have sold to that point was a $34 a month membership uh, for <laughs> soccer for little kids in Dacre. That, that was it, right? The, the parents were buying, not the yeah, kids. Yeah, the parents oh, were okay. buying the like, membership, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> correctly. But, but it, it goes like this. I put on the headset and I start walking back and forth in my room just by myself, just trying to mentalize myself i'm like you can do this you can do this it's okay you know if they say no it's totally okay right i was just so scared of the feeling of people saying no literally or no thank you or the owner is not here just call back later or we don't want to talk to you right i was so scared of that so it caught my attention when you were talking about eradicating that feeling of rejection and i'm sure that is very tightly needed to the the trust right that you're developing or but at the same time i'm i'm thinking it has to probably do with something internal inside of the person that is you know selling in this case so i'm curious how can we you know start eradicating that that fear well you're on the right track so i discovered is that rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do unconsciously that cause the other person to push back on you Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about those today. And uh, we can go through examples of that today as well, of what are we doing we aren't even aware of that caused the other person to kind of not tell us the truth. And if you break that, crack that string, crack that code, you'd make a huge breakthrough in your business. Absolutely. I mean, tell it, us more, please. Yeah, tell us more. I'm curious. Are, yeah. those, are those some of those, those principles yeah. that you mentioned to us? Yeah, there, there's some core principles behind our system. And I'll walk you through that now, if you like, that'll kind of give you guys some insights and some Examples that can, people can use right away to break that string, break that connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be amazing. I, I love it. So before before we dive into those, right, like, um, so I, I, I used to manage uh, fitness studios, right? And and the people that were coming to work for us, they uh, they came under the impression that they were a front desk person. But no, they, they <laughs> needed to sell memberships, right? And it was such a challenge, right? Because sales somehow has a negative connotation, right? Like we now believe, like Fonzie and I, right? Is our belief, like is our duty to actually go ahead and, and make this happen because we believe that our product is the best there is in our category. That's it. And we, it adds so much value and it brings results, right? But it took us years to get to that mental level to, mm-hmm. to believe in what we've done mixed with something else, right? And now we're coming to this point where words matter big time, right? And there's, like you mentioned, this these indicators, right, that, that we might not be aware of in these conversations, right, that if we are and we start making a conscious decision on adapting and changing and evolving, uh, it's going to make our life easier, right? So I I want to, I just wanted to paint that picture for the people listening to because they might be in a position where they might be training some of their staff members. They might be selling themselves their products, right? And and this is not taught enough. Like it's like it's not out there because we have this, this image of the sales process that like you mentioned earlier, like do we need to chase the sell? No. Uh, mm-hmm. So how do we, what are some of these principles? You know, now we can, we can go back into what are some of those principles that is, are going to help us um, through, that, through that process? Yeah. So the first core principle behind our system of philosophy is the idea of always be diffusing pressure. 
taking pressure out of the conversation mm -hmm. so they feel they can trust you. Mm -hmm. And how you do that is we, we develop their own what we call trust-based languaging. Not scripting, but words and phrases that trigger trust immediately in real time so they feel comfortable opening up to you. Let me give you a great scenario, like your gym or whatever. Let's say you're on the phone with somebody for a first conversation yeah. and they're a qualified, they're, they're a good fit for your product or your services, there's good chemistry there, good conversation, a call comes to an end. Normally in sales, when we sit in the call like that, we say things like, hey, hey, how about we get together? How about sign up? How about... We're taught to move things which direction? Our direct, or towards the sale. Towards That's the sale, yeah. our mindset. Our mindset is move them forward, right? Yep. But what happens if you try and move somebody forward at the beginning, they aren't ready yet? What do you break right there with them for the beginning? Trust, right off the bat. Exactly. Yes. So, same scenario, but our thinking, our mindset, our languaging. Call is going well, good chemistry, could be a good fit. Call comes to an end. We're saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? Mm. And I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? Mm. Now, how does that change the dynamic of the moment? What are mm. they thinking right now? Uh, I'm like, let's move forward. Like, I, if it's a fit, right? Like, it, it feels like you're handing now the power to the other yeah. person, right? Correct. We're shifting them. And when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? Usually they're in a state of shock. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. can't believe somebody in business would actually ask them what they want to do. That's <laughs> unheard of in selling. Yeah. And usually, you know what happens? Usually they say things like, uh, I, I, I've got one more question. Or wait, what, what about this? You know, it comes out, the truth. Yeah. And that's the goal. Mm. Your new goal of your sales process is not to focus on the sale anymore. Your goal is build enough trust with them in the beginning so they feel comfortable opening up to you so you can build trust with them and have a good process. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like that phrase right there, where do you think we should go from here? Wait, wait, wait. It Golden Boulder alert. Yes. Go Absolutely. Golden that is Boulder. a golden boulder uh, moment. You got your helmet? No? Okay. We, we should have okay. the helmet. But <laughs> I, I, I love this because it feels not just that like you're handing them the power, but at the same time, they're lowering their barriers because it's just so unheard of. It feels like it's so unheard of that they were probably expecting, oh, this guy, I'm coming into a sales call. They're going to try to push me into a sale. But by giving them the decision of like, hey, what are we going to do next? Immediately, it's like, whoa, this is, it, it, it doesn't go with the narrative that they had in their head. And now they're questioning things and they're like, why is this person asking me this? Am I ready? They start asking that question to themselves. Am I ready to move forward? No, I need to know X, Y, and C. And like you said, they start opening up. I feel it just lowers the barriers uh, yes. uh, for the conversation. Yes. yes, because they're coming with their guard up and we have what we call sales armor on. Mm -hmm. The armor to protect us. From the battle so both of us are, are teed up yeah. ready for for this <laughs> and and that starts at hello yeah. and unless you're aware of that and you know how to diffuse that pressure and re-engage at a level of trust well here it comes here's the bomb they have to feel that you actually care about them mm. yeah and they can only sale yeah and they can only feel like that if you actually 
care for them at the end of the day, right? When you your expression of your tonality, of your languaging, of your mindset has to convey to them, we aren't here for me. We're here to focus on your problem, not my solution. Yeah. And that's the shift we'll talk about today. We'll mm. talk about this whole what I call doctor patient relationship mindset where they've got a problem, you've got a solution. The the doctor what they do when you go see a doctor, they diagnose your problem. They don't try to become your friend. They don't even try to build a relationship with you. And and it's funny I'm working on a new bumper sticker right now and mm. it's going to say doctors don't do coffee. <laughs> yes. Because see, wow. we're so used to the hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Great. Where are you from? Oh, that's See, we're so used to the whole rapport yeah. building, laid in thick. They don't want to become your friend. They just want you to solve their problem. But we're so conditioned the old way to put all this stuff into the conversation. They know it's fake anyways. Wow. That is it. Oh, that is so interesting. I'm going through my head and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a very friendly person. I feel like we both are, and we do love to connect with the people on the other side of usually a Zoom call, right? And we're like, oh, I love what you have in the background right there. You know, I know I noticed you have the the Porsche Porsche book right there. So I'm curious now if how do you start that moment if you know the, he he's coming from the mindset the other person might be coming from the mindset of. You know, let's get this over with. Like, you don't need to build rapport, this type of rapport with me, because I know you're trying to sell me. How do we start the conversation then on the basis of we want to build trust? We don't want to sell, we want to build trust. Great question. You guys are super smart questions. Now, the, the first <laughs> thing I will mention is you don't have to change who you are. You can still keep your personality. This is about being authentic with people, mm. not about adding stuff to it doesn't fit. So you stay who you are. All we're saying is, Become aware of how you're being perceived to people, okay, mm. and, and 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 adjust to that. So here, I'll give you two scenarios. One scenario is an outbound call. If anyone on your listening here does outbound prospecting, maybe yeah. some, maybe don't. Here's how you begin the call our way. Okay, the normal way is what? Hi, my name is. I'm with. We are a. You have a couple <laughs> minutes. How are you today? That that's the typical way of doing it, right? Yeah, and then straight to <laughs> voicemail. <laughs> like, and when you nope. and, and when you hear that, you're like, it's over. At hello, right? <laughs> yeah, it's over because yep. the, the brain shuts down. You know what it is? Sales call. Yep. So here's how we do it. Uh, you know, if you know the person's name, hi John, my name's Ari, and here it comes. I'm hoping you can help me out for a moment. Mm. I love that. And, and, and human nature, when you ask for help, is going to say, how can I help you? That's called a two-way dialogue at hello for yeah. people trying to make outbound calls. And then from there, you flow into what I call the problem perspective, where you say, I'm just giving you a call to see if you'd be open. Notice the word open, not interested. If you'd be open mm -hmm. to some different ideas and insights On ways to deal with the issues of, and you plug in a problem that you solve. You don't you don't talk about your solution. You focus on their problem. That's the whole shift here. The whole shift here is you do not have permission to talk about your company or mm. your solutions until you unpack their problem. It's like the doctor doesn't talk about prescribe the medicine until after he does an X-ray to identify what the problem is. The same metaphor here. And now that's that's the one scenario. Yeah. The other scenario, let's just say you have a content, you have a funnel, right? Uh, a Facebook funnel or something. You have leads coming in off a webinar, 
or whatever it is, and you end up with on a one-on-one call with a possible client, which is a lot a common model these days. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. And you're the first call with someone who's a lead, a qualified lead, and that you get in the, on the line with them. Here's what usually happens. Hi, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Great. Hey, ha- what do you enjoy about the webinar? Really? Okay, great. Look, it was nice to meet you. Here's a plan today. The plan is I'm going to walk you through. We do this whole kind of like preamble to the it's like the funny, like there's all this thing. And, and, and then not, not see, they know right away it's, it's being set up for a sales call when you say that. Yeah. Here's what we do it. Okay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. If it's okay with you, asking permission. If it's okay with you, can we start with you sharing with me a little bit about your situation, about your journey, your story, and your current business challenges, and we'll go from there. Mm. Wow. Wow, the that's difference. The, that's the doctor saying, where does it hurt? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. What a difference. I, I can feel it on this side, honestly. I'm, as you are sharing this, I'm literally just imagining the sales calls that I've had mm. and literally starting with like, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do today. <laughs> we're gonna, and, and honestly, that's because that's how, how we've learned, right? And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I haven't felt like bad saying it that way because again, like my brother said, like we know we can really help them. Um, but I really enjoy the way you're putting it, right? Saying if it's okay with you. Just asking for permission right there. I feel like the other person immediately off the bat, they they feel that they're being taken into consideration instead of I'm just on this call for the ride and see what's gonna happen, right? Now is we're both talking here. It's it's yeah. a two way communication instead of just us trying to dig the information out of them. Yeah. All right, for the record. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Here's the thing. We all love what we do. We're passionate about it. We're so passionate, we can't wait to tell everybody about it. The problem is, if they don't know or trust you yet, and you start with your passion, <laughs> what are they thinking? Oh, boy. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying don't be passionate about what you do. Yeah. All I'm saying is start the process about them and not about you. Yeah. Mm. I, I love how this, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, are you, like, just be a nice person, right? Like, let's li- let's listen first. Um, by the way, I, like, I agree 100%. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate for that last one, right? So sure. um, if they go through funnel, they've consumed your content, they they believe you, right? Like, at some level, they trust because they've been consuming your material for a long time. They read your book, right? And they get this. And they, they went through all the filters, right? So... Isn't it fair to like to start the call assuming that they already trust you because they've been already indoctrinated and they are the ones taking action to get on that call, right? So, isn't it fair to start it that way? Because uh, I like I had that question as you were telling that story in my head. I'm like, okay, but they is, is it that too egotistical? Egotistical, right? Is that how you say? It? Uh, is, is it ego talking? Is my ego talking like in, in that situation, or am I assuming wrong? Even though they've consumed and they're like probably already there in the decision making process because they already trust us because of the proven, the testimonials, they've seen, they consumed all of it, right? And they're like, I call because I'm ready to buy, right? Um, have you encountered obviously that situation? Is it the same scenario? What do we do? Making assumptions is the problem. Mm. 
Yes. Just because they consumed your content, loved your video, loved your content, loved this, loved your book, loved everything in the mail, whatever you said to them, whatever on email, when they show up on that call, you start from the beginning. Yes. You do a diagnostic process and diagnose their problem. The minute you make assumptions, what happens is you start slipping back in the sales mode because you assume mm. they're going to buy and you start talking about your stuff. You're like, yeah, hey, baby, let's do this thing. <laughs> and they're like, nope. The guy's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not ready to spend any money yet. I still want to. See, now you're like the back foot trying to catch back up again. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you, no matter where they come from, when they show up on that phone call, you start from the beginning of trust building. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because, you know, we, we've talked for so long. I mean, this is what, episode 193. And, and you know, obviously the content like itself we've we've noticed it with people that come into our world right there's there's a level there but at the same time we still have to work on that relationship it's like when you get married that's just the start of that relationship you're like you gotta keep working on that relationship forever and ever right like and uh katie this is director katie's my wife so katie this is for you i love you uh (laughs) but but it is and i love it i love that you mentioned making assumptions is the problem never assume right and never with content because that's the start of the process right never with the with the calls and I, and I love it it's, yeah. it's one it, big thing it reminds me of the saying it let me see if i remember it but it's mm. uh expectations are uncommunicated uncommunicated commitment something like that it's an uncommunicated commitment right this sounds very similar an assumption making assumptions is a problem because you are the only one that is you know making that assumption right so you in your mind you already committed to that sale happening when the other person haven't told you yet. And what comes to mind relating it now to the marketing side of things is that a lot of the marketing that I'm seeing for a lot of people, that when we talk to them, they're just assuming things about their audience instead of let's have an actual conversation, listen to their problems, and then yes. we create our marketing around that but everybody I, I see it a lot since the very beginning of the the marketing journey of a company they're like oh let's create our customer avatar what do they consume and they start just writing things down right and i, I understand the exercise of t- trying to put yourself in your client's shoes but what if you go out there ask them and then you fill up the sheet right and then it's easier to be in your client's shoes because now you have them actually communicate you that you're not just assuming all these things. So I think yeah. that is so, so important. And I feel like people are afraid sometimes of having these conversations of not just that. I feel like they're afraid of letting go of assumptions. They might discover something. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, how can, how can maybe they move forward and have more of these conversations? How can they, yeah, just, I, Communication is is the word here. I feel like communication is key for everything. Look, look. Usually, when we're at home with our family and kids, usually we are ourselves and authentic. When we get to work and business, we change who we are. Mm. We make assumptions. Yeah. Where we're so conditioned from the old sales gurus and what we believe selling is that we just jump in and start our process without considering the other person. And and you're right. There's a gap. So if I'm saying let go of the sale. Don't focus on a next step. Because, mm. see, we listen to somebody, but we're already on the next step in the back of our mind. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's good. He's, he's, oh, yeah, he's going to buy. Oh, yeah. See, we're already over here, 
and we're not what I call a hundred percent present with people. And they know right away when they can tell you're not connected to them. You yeah. want your prospective clients on the phone calls, wherever, to say to themselves, he just gets me. He understands me. You know that when you meet somebody like a party, you're like, oh my God, he just gets me. Yeah. That's what real trust is. And here, I'm going to drop a bomb right now. Ready for the, 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 the big bomb? They got the bomb. Let's go. We're ready. <laughs> I tell my clients, and here it comes, to stop building relationships with people in your sales conversations. Mm. You build it with them after the sale, not before the sale. Trust building and relationship building can be mutually exclusive. Yes. Wow. They don't have to like and know you to buy from you. They don't have to like another doctor to solve the problem. See, we think they have to like us and know us. We're like, hey, how's it going? Talk to you next week. See, when you cross social norms and business norms, you mess the whole thing up. Now it's all relationship-based and business-based. It's all confusing. Yeah. All yeah. I'm saying is you can have bedside manner. You can be warm and empathetic. You don't got to be cold and mean. But yeah. I'm just trying to tell you that don't attempt to build a relationship with someone anymore pre-sale. Only focus on their problem. All they want is their problem solved. They don't want to become your friend. Be their friend after their client, not before. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's so many thoughts racing to my head right be, now be, with be, this. Before you uh, you take the highway with your thoughts, <laughs> um, I want to I share a story like uh, on the uh, on this and uh, making assumptions, right? And and what you mentioned about the, the research, we we been part of this event called Startup Weekend as a participant and as mentors, right? So as participants, it was like right after college, right? And I don't know if you are familiar with that event, but a, a quick summary of the event, like you come in on a Friday night and you have to build a business, a full-on business with a prototype ready by Sunday night, right? Like it's very quick and there's a lot of judges and, and there's prize money and, and a chance to to be, uh, yeah. to have an investment, right? So I remember as a participant, the first thing they ask you to write all these ideas of your business on a board, right? People vote and then you form this team. And then they go, the next, your very next activity is go out and do market research. What are the problems that people are experiencing about this thing? And it's literally go to the street, to the mall, to the, to, to the store. What's there? Where do you think your clients are? Where is that, that place? And go there and ask a ton of questions. And then with that information, that's how we're gonna build this product, right? And that to me, first off, was terrifying because at the time I was like, do I have to talk to people? I thought we were just gonna build something. I <laughs> was like, what? Uh, but, but at the end of the day, like it was incredible because so many initial ideas shift massively because of the answers that, that we're getting apart from assumption, right? Because we assume that our business is going to be incredible. It's going to be a, this great solution because maybe we had that issue, but we're not tackling others. And then we get these answers and then the entire business completely changes, even the concept, right? And then we end up with this beautiful thing, right? So that is a very intensive process there. But also we've experienced it with our content, like I'm, not just with our content, with our process and our service, right? With content momentum. It started as one thing five years ago and it's completely shifted into what it is now 
thanks to the feedback of current customers, people that we've talked to, and every single day that's a conversation that we're not afraid to ask anymore because it's just going to help us there. So I, I love that now we're putting this in the context of the selling side of things because it's so, so needed. And and yeah. sometimes we do it as a market research, but at the end of the day, it's like it, it's the, the sell is an element to, to growing a business. It's, it's a very key element, so it needs to happen so uh yeah that's just the observation i i wanted to to have to paint the picture on this like two two stages that people yeah. tend to see as different ones yeah yes so yeah. I, all right i'm gonna if if, if if you don't mind i'm gonna <laughs> go into the highway, highway. My, my my brother mentioned right these these thoughts are just eating me up inside ari but the the first one is you talk about letting go of the cell and I, I've heard that we got the dog by here. It's yeah, like kicking the, the light all yeah, over. We got but a third host over here. We, you know, <laughs> we've been in the position where we've heard this before of let you got to let go of the cell because the person on the other side can either smell it or even taste it sometimes. They're like, whoa, this is too much. Go yeah. away. But we've also been in the position where you really need that sale, right? And One of the most beautiful things about entrepreneurship and sales that I feel we've experienced is the mindset shift, right? It's 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 a mindset game. Uh, there's one of our favorite, favorite quotes is your business grows to the extent that you do. So you're always in this uh, infinite game of growth. But that doesn't mean that you're going to have uh, just easy moments, right? Like there's going to be plenty of challenges And one of those is sometimes you feel the need for making a sale, right? Because maybe your team depends on it, right? Paying your team or maybe you yourself depend on that sale. So how can people in that place operate? How can they let go of the feeling of, I need this sale? So we're not saying don't be ambitious, don't have goals, Don't drive your team forward. Of course, stay on that track of success. Yeah. But what you can't do is let that come from you to the customer in your conversation. Hmm. You got to stop before it gets there. And how and how you do it is if you understand that if if you focus only on their problems, you'll be 10 times more successful if you try to sell your solution first. Meaning, see, most, most companies... They have a huge pipeline of leads. They're chasing opportunities, chasing opportunities, and they're focusing only on how much they're making. Yeah. Well, they don't realize how much they're losing. It's the 80-20 rule, right? So 20%, hey, we're doing great. But they realize they lost 80% because they were burning those leads, selling the old way. Yeah. So all I'm saying yeah. is you hop over this side of the fence <laughs> and you focus on this goal. You'll make so much more money doing this. You'll be like, oh, my God, we lost so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Well, oh, I'm not gonna lie. Like it's it, it's tough. It has been tough sometimes when I find myself in that situation. And I remember a very clear one. Honestly, mm -hmm. I was talking uh, to this lady, and she was telling me how she was using content and what she wanted with content, right? And I, I feel I, I feel like I did a decent job at first of listening to her, right, and understanding where she was coming from. But this is when I realized I didn't do enough dig in the problem that I really didn't understand where she was coming from because I jumped in to offer a solution that was way higher than what she could afford, right? And by me making that recommendation in the first place, clearly you can see that I'm not listening 
to where she is at right now and what kind of investment makes sense for her. So when she told me no, mm -hmm. I immediately started kind of like downselling. I was like, oh, well, if that one doesn't work, I got this one. And then she's like, no. And I was like, oh, we got a, this other one, right? And I could tell on her face and on inside of me, like this just devastated me. And then it destroyed my, conf my sales confidence for the rest of that call, right? I, I even felt a little bit embarrassed, not going to lie. But I could see in her face the change of the expression from, oh, this guy's listening to me to, oh, this guy's just trying to sell me, right? And I was like, wow, that was devastating. Yeah, see, you were in a sales mode, yep. not, tr not trust building mode. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Um, 100%. And then the other, the other thought that I had, right, um, was you said stop building relationships before they sell, right? And I put here, trust building is different than relationship building. Now, yes. we come from the world of content, right? We, I mean, the show's called Content is Profit. And... Uh -huh. It really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that, okay. Last time I checked, it's still called that way. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so Ari, I, I, a lot of a lot of people, right? Actually, yesterday I was on this thing called a Twitter chat, right? And they put some questions in there, and then there's a lot of people commenting and giving their opinions. The question was about relationship marketing. Literally, it it was the whole topic of the Twitter chat: relationship marketing and how can you build relationships through content. It wasn't name trust building through content it was relationship building through content and most people i feel like they do believe do you need to build that relationship before somebody actually buys from you right especially now I, I, on, the, on the content side yep before you actually have a real call with someone there are two separate things one is pre-marketing lead generation content creation that does create a connection between you and your audience because yep. obviously The content connects to them. That's yeah. cool. I'm all good with that. The, it's the point when you go from there to an actual human to human conversation mm. where the whole thing falls down. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I love that you met you you made that division, right? Like because yep. me mentally is needed. Like okay, if I'm in content mode, perfect. Let's build a relationship. Once we pass that threshold, that's it, man. Like it, yeah. it's game on and we gotta listen. We gotta we gotta understand. It, Let's let's not assume. Yeah, it, it goes back to what you were mentioning exactly. Don't make assumptions. Once you exactly. are on the call, you start from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Um, so incredible. I, know. I, I feel like I, correct me here, but I feel like we've only covered one of the <laughs> <No>. principles. You <laughs> said diffusing pressure, right? How, how many principles are there? <laughs> There's like one or two more, but we I got five minutes left. So we'll let, yeah. maybe if you want, we can wrap so, things so, up with a couple yeah. of the ideas. We, yeah, no, we, we can actually, where, where can people find go the rest and, of and find these ones? Because we want them to connect with you, right? We we want them to fill Ari's trust, right? And, and go into your world and, and obviously buy the book and connect with you and, and everything in your world. So where can they find more about this? Best place to go to is unlockthegame.com. Just like it sounds, unlockthegame.com. Or find me up on the socials, Ari Galper. We'll connect you through there. But I've got a free course. You can get a, go deep into this, get some new ideas with it at my Unlock the Game website. And um, we also have a complimentary consultation with, with, our, with us and our team. And, 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 and this will be fun if you want to try it because there's going to be no sales pitch. 
<laughs> no next step and no presentation. So you can see what it's like in real time and learn from us. Yes. Yes. Let's go, guys. Go to the link. It's going to be right below. All you got to do is scroll down. Hit, hit that button. And uh, yeah, get in our as well. Like, this, this has been incredible. So two last questions as we wrap up the show. One. No, action point obviously go to your site but from like what will be something else that they can do today to start getting that momentum whether sales or or, or content it's actually what they should not do yes Ooh. and yes. i'll give you one more bomb before we hang up we, we end to yes. hey, here it comes. let's do it all right you got the, the buzzer ready yeah we're, we're ready, ready. We're ready. I'm going to ask all your listeners and viewers to remove one key phrase forever from their vocabulary as of today and here it comes if you've been selling for a long time, this might hurt just a bit. <laughs> all right, here it comes. All right, let's go. We're ready. I'm going to ask you never again to use the phrase follow-up ever again as of today. Mm. Never call someone say, hi, I'm calling a follow-up. I'm writing an email to follow-up. What's the only industry in the world that uses the word follow-up? Sales. <laughs> Sales. And here you are. You know, you, you want to be nice and heart-centered, but your languaging screams, hi, I'm calling to move things where? Forward. Forward. <laughs> yep. There's a few more classic ones too, like uh, I'm giving you a call to touch base. Remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah. Or, or check in. These are all 1980s. We still, <laughs> we still use this stuff. And I mean, today it's crazy. So here's what you say instead you say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation, mm. any feedback on our last meeting. Any feedback on the ideas we had? See, feedback's going away from the sale, not towards the sale. When you go the opposite direction of where they expect you to go, yeah, we create an open space love it. where they feel yeah. they can trust you. All right, thank you. Wow, it, this I, is- I love that. That, yeah. that 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 last moment where this was. Such a philosophical way to put it. When you go <laughs> a different way that they are expecting, you create the space for trust to be built. That that is, whoo, great image. Wow. Uh, thank, I think Fonzie needed this. Yeah. I needed this so Me much. Too. Ari. Honest. Thank everybody, you so everybody. Much. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, last question of the show. You've been publishing for quite a while. You have. You're a published author. You now are in the podcasting circuit, right? Like, where would you be if you did not publish? Uh, no, publishing is everything. It's what gets your message out there. It's what makes an impact. Uh, I've been focused for 20 years on publishing the message. Uh, I've got, of course, my book, Unlawful Sales. I've got a new one coming out next year called The One Call Sale. No, wait, let's go. <laughs> how, to, how to compress your sales cycle to one call versus multiple steps, which would be a huge breakthrough for people. Yes. And yes. so, yeah, publishing is everything and content is key. As long as your content is about the problem that you solve, not pitching your solution. Mm. Yes. Love it. it. This deserves this one, Ari. The, the, the yes. horns out, yes. man. Ari, like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this has been incredible. Uh, thank you for coming on. Is there any last thoughts you want to share with us before we, we had different ways? I, I would just say one last thing. And, you know, all my stuff's very contrarian. And here it comes. Stop selling. Build trust instead. Love That's it. That's right. Stop selling, people. Fonzie, stop selling. I know. Thank okay. you so much, that, It's going to be printed in his forehead. Uh, and on my forehead as well. Sounds <laughs> yes. good. Yeah. All right. Thank you. With that thank said, you. thank you so much for tuning into the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and uh, at Beast Bros Co. That is right. And if today's guest helped you move one step closer to your goal, which 
We are sure he did. Please don't forget to share this episode with somebody else and and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.